Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Yada Yada Boys, the official JoJo's Bizarre Adventure podcast of the anime, of the manga, of the Hirohiko Araki. I'm your host, Eddie Colazzo, and I'm the boss now. Oh. And with me as always is Brooks Oglesby. Hi, I'm Brooks, a.k.a. Panacotta Fugo to the polls. Hey, everybody. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Snap that bad boy open. What you got? Uh, it's a uh, orange vanilla seltzer. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm off the uh, the bubble. I'm not on bubble duty. Yeah, um, carbonation. Have, it's over. I have a kiwi strawberry snapple. Oh, okay. Do you have a fun fact? No, because it's 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 um from one of the big like two liter ones. Oh, so it's like more efficient, but you don't get a funny fact to go with it. It's just like a normal fact. It's just like Earth is the third planet. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Snapple. Oh. I have a fact uh, for you. A 15 year old can be the boss. If you kill the boss, <laughs> you it's like you Highland warg rules. onto the chair. You warg you warg the boss's bedroom, and then you put a turtle in it. Listen, this is a different podcast. We don't need to talk about Game of Thrones, but he he did become king boss, and then he decided to wear all black. He did. He's the usurper, and now he he did look good though. Black. He looked very strong, and it was a good color for him. Now, because now he's changing the rules so that the, now the mafia becomes like the Night's Watch, where you're like exiled to it. Uh huh. And you have to like serve there for the rest of your life. So yeah, who could forget two episodes ago when Jorno was like, "Get away, Coco Jumbo! I don't like you. Go with the red-haired pervert. Fuck you!" Uh-huh. And then later he decides to be his friend again. He's his friend, and also a disgusting French man lives inside of him. Yeah. It happens. Um, we have a Jumbo Spicy Big episode for you today. Yeah. We're talking about the last three episodes of JoJo Golden, Golden Wind. Um, Not watching JoJo for three weeks is fucking harrowing. It is. I don't it's know how weird. we did it. <laughs> I was becoming increasingly more normal and regular by the day. Mm-hmm. And then but I then just, you I, got that. I popped on the first episode and I was like, oh yeah, so then Trish is and missed his body and then he could yeah. punch through both of them, but it's not him, it's just his ghost. Uh-huh, I, for, I forgot everyone was, but they took care of it quick, so I was like, okay, I'm back into uh-huh. it now. By the time Stone Ocean comes out, I'm gonna be like a STEM guy. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna work in accounting and I'm gonna have a lawn. Uh-huh. It's gonna be, it's gonna be sick. forward to. Yeah. Um... Let's get started with the first episode. Which I, I believe this one's called King of Kings, Triple mm-hmm. H. Dun, 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 dun. It's time to play the game! <laughs> dun, dun, dun. That's uh, Lemmy Motorhead, for those of you who don't watch wrestling. Lemmy, yeah. yeah, for those of you who don't watch wrestling, that's a Motorhead song. Yeah, <laughs> for those of you who haven't played Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3, that's Motorhead. <laughs> um, so my first note, let's just jump right into it. My first note is I forgot... Who is who? <laughs> yeah. I just remember Trishta because it's a fun thing to say. Trishta. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. So Giorno's, it, Giorno's Giorno. Yeah, because he found an empty body and decided to just go back into himself. It's best mm-hmm. not to think about it. Mm-hmm. And there's just some really, right off the bat, such good cinematography of... Like, it, that, it's how the last episode ended, but they show it again, where Bruno's mm-hmm. in Diavolo's body screaming Trish. Mm-hmm. It's so good because, like, the boss is, like, angrily screaming Trish. But he's but Bruno like, likes it. But Bruno likes, yeah, he likes it, and he says it's, it's. If move over, Daenerys has big wings like a dragon. This this scene of seven different characters inside each other's body should be shown in every film study. Yeah, class. this homage to fucking Scooby Doo two thousand two film is mm-hmm. move over one perfect shot because there's several thousand perfect shots, and it's every yeah. frame of this episode. <laughs> and we get the fucking SFX intro. 
It's really good. Get it, getting it early on this one. Yeah, we actually don't get it later, which is weird, but... But then we get the, like, 100 Diabolos. Yeah, we do get him in Great Days form, where we see his tiny yeah. baby Josuke steps. Yeah. <laughs> um, no yeah, fucking... Bit, I, just a... Uh, qu- I, I don't like to uh, criticize Traitor's Requiem too harshly. Mm-hmm. No yeehaw on this one, though. Yeah, we didn't get... The, it's just, like, a gunshot. It's Even on Fighting Gold, we get the yeehaw once. Didn't get that on this one. I was watching the last episode earlier today, and because no one was home, I had it playing out of my computer speakers instead of my headphones, like (laughs) usual. And then uh, Kim came home from the store as Sex Pistols were doing Yeehaw, and Uh she said, what is that? And I said, (laughs) it's your favorite voice! It's the thing I've been doing for fucking 12 weeks. And now she's not in the room. Yeah. (laughs) She's gone. She's collecting her things. (laughs) Um... My next note here is, he went through Trisha's mind and into himself. Yeah, Diavolo did that. Which, to me, is just absolute bullshit, but at this point, I'm like, alright, whatever, man. Yeah, I don't know enough about souls to to dispute it. So he tries to, to make dis- Trisha's soul sort of disappear into the sky and then grabs the arrow in his King Crimson hand, but it gets pierced, but not really. Not he's really. A ghost. He, thinks, he thinks he sees it, but he did not seize it. This is the point in the episode where it really just starts hitting... It's really, like... We've been talking about it since literally episode one, before we even met Leaky Iluka, who doesn't come up later. Mm-hmm. This... It's really hitting me how little this arc has to do with the Dio's son of it all, you know? Yeah, that that kind of seems unnecessary. Like, now, now that I've seen it all, it's like, oh, they just showed you that Jorno has the fucking wallet size of Dio because it's not a mystery and it's not really that important to him. He just kind of likes the picture of his dad. And uh-huh. that's and that's it. He's going to do a cool pose in the intro. But... Who's this man? Anyway, goodbye. Yeah. Uh, five minutes into talking about this episode, I guess I got too excited because my nose is bleeding. So you just talk for a second while I go get a tissue. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, so everyone's soul starts sort of busting through at this point, um, because I guess people are going back to their normal Scooby-Doo bodies. It's like how Freddie Prince's soul, uh, goes into Sarah Michelle Gellar's? Hey, I'm back and I heard Sarah Michelle Gellar's. Is she Daphne in Scooby-Doo? Sure. She's not Velma. No, that's Linda Cardellini. Uh Uh-huh. Respect Linda. Mm -hmm. Um. Very few left. (laughs) Very few left. It's true. It's really going out of vogue lately. Um, so then Jorno's like, this wind is... And he doesn't finish his thought, and I thought he was going to be, like, golden. Or, like, experience mm-hmm. or something. Um, but anyways, Chariot Requiem turns into, like, sticky, gross goo, and it kind of falls down into the ground, and it's gross. And Bruno... Bruno says some really cool shit in these next couple episodes. Uh-huh. Because King Crimson is freaking out, and he's like, could it be that all you could predict is this stupid trajectory of bullets, bullets instead of me, smart Bruno, and my plans? Instead of my smart man's soul and mind, and so my, he, destroying he, my own soul to make... Yeah. <laughs> he notices that everybody has fucking The Sims indicators on top of their heads. Which we he, conveniently didn't see thanks to the camera. Yeah, the, the, the constant glowing yellow orb that's behind everybody's head at all times. Uh-huh. And if he destroys it, it makes Chariot Requiem go away or something. All right. So, yeah, he figured that out, too. This it. is... I I really... Diavolo really came into his own in this episode, if you ask me. Because he's just screaming the whole time? Because he's, like... He he separates himself from Kira and Dio, in my view, here. Uh-huh. Because Bruno fucking destroys him 30 seconds into the episode. 
And he yeah. just like starts pleading and pointing to himself, and he's like, "Come on, look at me. Think about who's like truly worthy. I'm like the king. Come on, just like don't it's me. do that. I'm Diablo. You can't do this to me." Like Dio would be screaming about how like he's a lesser creature and a fucking worm, and Kira uh-huh. would be using like brain logic to get out of the situation and escape. But Diavolo's just, like, prostrating himself, and he's just like, oh, come on, I'm God's chosen, come on, please. Please be nice to me, Diavolo. Yeah, so then Bruno breaks his skull, and his soul, and everybody goes back into their original bodies, and the yellow babies are like, you did it, Bucciarati! <laughs> um, I did, like, what was the guy, uh, with the dog? He, his dog's name was, like, Benedict or something. Yeah, Benedict. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, um, so everybody goes back, and then Bruno becomes gold, and it's probably nothing. It's probably nothing. He rode Goku's cloud to heaven, but he's still alive. Yeah, he becomes the the sand ghost and says, Jorno, I'm I have to go now. Back to my home I planet. Have, I have to go now. Don't look at these these cherubs surrounding me in heavenly light as I ascend uh-huh. to um <laughs> As I ride off on this big fat cloud. I'm going to eat a lot of pizza pies, uh uh goodbye. You know, some it's, some people's faves, they just fucking get crushed by a big rock. But other faves get, like, some, Renaissance some cherubic faves, babies. Yeah, some uh, some other uh, faves become a saint anointed by the Catholic Church. Uh, <laughs> just weird how that works out sometimes. Some, the first pope with a fucking bowl cut. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so cool. Pope, he's like, Jorno's like, buddy, your body's back at the Colosseum. Why are you going to heaven? Go back to your alive, normal, regular body. And Bruno's like, this is true happiness. Give everybody my regards. Goodbye. <laughs> this, this, listen, this shit right here, this is what I'm into now. Uh, uh, yeah. Like, follow your uh, path and uh, keep going. Yeah. Uh, goodbye. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if, if you like your body, you can keep it. Goodbye. You can keep it. And uh, at, at Diavolo is saying that there are vile pukes <laughs> that some loser spewed into a toilet. Yeah, we see... As Bruno fucking... becomes God. Uh-huh. And meanwhile, like, Mista returns to his stupid dying body that's full of holes, and he's like, awesome, thanks, Bruno, this is exactly how I like it. Thanks, you did it. I can't wait to, re- to heal your wounds in the Coliseum for the next three episodes. <laughs> Please, My continue being alive here in the Coliseum. And he, he's like, I need to be healed, but luckily Bruno's alive, and he's coming, and fucking... Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is, okay, this is where Jorno reaches out the hand, and fucking... Oh, yeah, this is where is like, determinedly holding the arrow. Yeah. And this is, uh, we get our fucking, another fucking splash screen, where after Bruno becomes the Catholic god, uh-huh. Polnareff and his fucking dead conquistador stand get the splash screen again. Yeah. We don't even get John Pierre in this one, it's just Requiem and it's fucking Shadow. But whatever. Um, so, okay, Benedict the Right Soul Dog, he's here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then everyone's talking about fate for a long time. I'm sure this isn't important for later. King Crimson talks about how fate is real and undeniable and wow, cool something like eight or nine times in this episode. Mm-hmm. And I also, I wasn't, you know, it's just like you talk about the fucking fate is the truth of uh, time. Like if you say that enough times, I just kind of zone out. I mm-hmm. noticed that Diavolo has sort of a bad middle part going on. Not so good to see. Because mm-hmm. I guess he's sort of on all fours a lot, and the camera's looking at the top of his head. It's like a yeah. jagged lightning bolt. Uh huh. It's not. I've I've gone on record of saying that Diavolo looks good, but not from that angle. I'm gonna not say from, everyone. Listen, everyone has their you know their good angles, and his, yeah, some not. people foolishly don't like the final form of like tank top lipstick Dio in part three. Uh huh. And I wrong, just I but... don't like. Yeah, I would say that they're wrong, but I don't like middle part King Crimson. I think you should get a cool high top fade. <laughs> he should he should uh, just get angling hair he's almost there 
Might as well. Yeah, go for it. Go all the way. So, yeah, anyways, Diablo's like, I think I will retreat and hide from the scary arrow, which does not, by the way, mean that it's, I'm defeated. It's, by the way, it's, it, retreating here is not admitting defeat, by It's the Sun Tzu logic away. war. It's you leave, and then that means you win later. And you meanwhile, Trish is like, watch out for my fucking deadbeat dad. He's about to leave and run away like a coward. Uh, Jorno, so he's... He, so he, he literally thought to himself, I'm going to leave and run away like a coward. Trish says, watch out, he's going to leave... And run away like coward, and then he says, "You thought," and does a fucking eight foot vertical leap <laughs> into the air to uh-huh. attack. And then he does say, "If my daughter hadn't ridiculed me, I wouldn't have advanced on you." Diablo is the most divorced man of all time. <laughs> he's like he's so like his his ultimate fate is like being owned in family court over and over <laughs> again forever, forever, forever. It's I've never always, done anything wrong to my daughter. Why does she hate me? To, he just has to repeatedly attend family court, and he never gets the verdict. It's just different scenarios uh-huh. of him in court. Um, if anyways, Jorno's just like doing the exact same shots from the intro for some yeah, reason. So if but the thing is, like, I remember people were married that it was spoilers, but like you wouldn't know that if you didn't it know it. It is fucking incredible how much of spoilers that. Now it's, that I've it seen shows, it, you can but watch. it's amazing. It's it didn't spoil anything for me, but it's just showing you exactly how it ends. Yeah, it's like the, the whole plot. <laughs> yeah, like the opening is like the fucking when Jorno becomes king, goss, uh, king god boss, and mm. then the, literally the last shot is the arrow tumbling into Coco Jumbo. Mm-hmm. They did it's, it. It kicks ass. I like. It's, it's a foreshadowing. I am so you exactly what's going to happen. I love David Productions. I literally, the moment I, I finished the episode, I went right to like the trailer or the OP analysis videos. Mm-hmm. So good. And it's like at the fucking, at the beginning of Fighting Gold, you see Rolling Stones in the background in the first yep. shot. It's good. It's so fucking good. Weird to have a, a studio care about its adaptation. I know. And, like, it's, respect it would the source be material. really fucking good if David Productions could just do a Song of Ice and Fire for me real quick. Katie, I know you're busy with Stone Ocean, but uh, can you just yeah. dip into this for a second? I'm sure it's. I'm sure he's sitting on part six and seven, and he's going to release them at Comic Con this year. Yeah, he's waiting. Uh, our uh, David was doing the genius thing of waiting for part five to finish before releasing part six. It's been done this whole time. Yeah, so that's, that's why they needed three weeks summer. off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they get, they took three weeks off to see if uh, Hirohiko would finish part eight. Just to, to give him a couple the more weeks. And say it's good, and then put it out for us to see. Yeah. Anyways, um, Jordan and Gold Experience regular get like punched through the <laughs> chest, and <laughs> Gold Experience classic. Um, so, no, no, it has to be regular because the like fan um, acronym for Gold Experience Requiem is G E R, which is but the now little have- guy from Invader Zim. Yeah. Or, or also, but there's also Gold Experience regular. So now we have to come up That's- with another. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. So it's G-E-R parentheses Requiem. Uh-huh. G-E-R parentheses Egular. Yes! Fuck you. It's really... So Diavolo... So he punches Jorno once, and then Diavolo's like, oh, time for another monologue. And he's, you know, he's like saying, it's it's written in the fates that you are... I've killed you already. And Jorno's like cradling gold experience, which I just thought was a nice touch. Uh-huh. Because, you know, usually it's like everybody's like in sync, but he's like, oh, my soul... It's nice. Um, and then uh, Diavolo just goes on for 20 minutes about how 
Giorno's brain should be exploding out of his yeah because he sort of he sort of smashes his eyeball and eye socket away. But then, but then he does that, and then Gold experiences head breaks, but has he, a cool robot. He has the eye. fucking millennial eye from he Yu Gi Oh. The millennial eye because <laughs> he's fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, it's been a while. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, did you notice that Diablo? He's like, it's it's the good thing that happens when the villain is finally cornered and doesn't know what to do and starts freaking out. And Diablo does like a, a like muda muda punch rush, which he's never done before. He's only uh-huh. done big punches, so that's how you know he's freaking out. Yeah. Uh, but then Giorno, guess what? He's in the sky and he's God and he's doing his iconic pose. And Gold Experience is there and it looks normal. Yeah, and it looks, it's, it's it's got a fucking big, tall Chad stand now. Uh-huh. And it looks like fucking Frieza, and it's got huge Popeye forearms. And oh, meanwhile... I think we, we did see the arrow go up its arm in a bad way. Oh, yeah, that was kind of bad, but I'll allow it, because it was the good uh-huh. guy, and it was cool. Um, uh-huh. We also see fucking Gold Experience's Echo Act 1-ass molted broken yeah, shell on the ground. I th- did That didn't happen... Well, we don't know. We weren't there when uh, Chariot became... Chariot become Requiem. Right. We weren't there when it happened, so he could have shedded too, and it would have looked real bad. Oh yeah, I wanted to ask, to your memory, how close was this to the manga? A hundred percent. Yeah. And I was thinking about, I was, wor- not worried, but I always thought that for the pay, it, it actually might be better than the manga, because how it works in the manga is like, the whole Diavolo thing ends, and then after it is like, the Rolling Stones story. Right. Like this, it was kind of, like, interspersed. The last episode was mostly Rolling Stones, which is how it was in the manga. But it's always yeah. weird to me that it's like, hey, this is over anyway. Look at this from three months ago or whatever. Yeah. But it, I think it works a little better. But everything... Oh, yeah. We should also mention, apparently, this entire arc took place over, like, a week. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Normal. Um, so... Yeah, Anyways, it fucking with... uses Death Beam. Uh-huh. And turns the ground then, into scorpions. Into 200 scorpions. And then Diavolo says, I must be seeing some kind of mistake. I should be looking at Giorno's corpse with his head cracked open. <laughs> but that's probably just a mere power-up, which I can still predict and overcome using my ability. So then Giorno just kind of for an hour says shit like, only the truth of the world will survive in destiny. And like, I, shit like that. I gotta say. Now, I, I remember fucking when we did... Uh, battle tendency. I was like, I was kind of worried that stands. I wouldn't like stands as much as Hamon. And now, with hindsight, I'm like, okay, that was the right decision. Stands are much because in part five we would have just been like, I'm fucking Arceus, but with Hamon, and mm-hmm. I punch you really hard. Mm-hmm. These two Requiem examples that I've seen are really bad first examples of what the fuck. And I don't even know if it fucking ever comes up again. But like, I don't know if it's fucking Mega Evolution where they do it once, but. Uh-huh. These are, they do really bad jobs of explaining, because everybody's just like, I don't know what Chariot Requiem does, and then everybody turns into a dog for a second, sometimes. And then they have, like, lobsters in them, but then they don't, and you can and then they an don't from behind. Yeah. And then Jorno explains for 20 minutes that he won't even know what happens to him, and also I just fired a death beam, which I've never done before, but that's not my power. Yeah. And, but you know, it's um, JoJo, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um... So he says, like, the truth of this world are righteous actions or whatever. But then he does say, can you avoid destruction, Bosu? Oh, yeah, that is, is pretty good. 
And fucking Mr. the Idiot, he's like, oh, don't tell me our souls are going to be switched again. <laughs> like, yeah, dude, that's what happens every time. Yeah. Um, Listen, he's me. And I thought it was also because I, the thing I always, that frustrates me is like, the villain always knows exactly what like the hero stands do. Uh-huh. But this time, it w- it was the reverse this time. The villain didn't know. I mean, to be fair, Giorno didn't either. <laughs> yeah. But I do like still... it. Now, I, I will say, I like uh, Gold Experience Requiem less when it talks out of its mouth. I don't like that very much. I don't like to see it as much. Uh-huh. It's not as funny as when King Crimson talks, and I think Giorno looks, like, more normal when he talks. Mm-hmm. But I do, li- I do like it when he's like, even Giorno doesn't know what the fuck I'm about to do to you. Yeah, <laughs> get a load of this. Yeah. No one's gonna believe it. Um, so they're, like, both activating of, of their abilities at the same time, and time is, like, rewinding and frozen and moving. Yeah, and that's when and... I started clapping, because I was like, oh, it's like, Dio could stop time, but Giorno is reversing time, but that's not even really it. It's not even really what it is. Uh, Diavolo's like, I'm gonna go to this old standby, the blood in the eyes trick, huh? Uh-huh. Hit you with this. Um... And then you get the cool effect, like, when you pull up a stream on a stream and the, the like, streams all go into each other. Uh-huh. And you have a hundred of them, and it's, like, a million Diavolos all turning around and looking at each other. Perfect. Uh, so then Diavolo's like, what the fuck is going on? And then Gold Experience Requiem is like, this power is unknown to even Drono Giovanna, who controls me. Yeah. <laughs> like, cool, dude. Geniuses only. Uh, so then we snap out of it and get a huge muda muda, which goes through the to be continued. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. Let me just, for those of you who don't watch the show, which you should, it's pretty good. The uh, way that Gold Experience Requiem explains what's happening is the following. Mm-hmm. You are seeing the movements created by the abilities, but you will never arrive at the truth that's going to happen. None who stand before me shall ever get there, regardless of their abilities. Makes perfect sense. This is what... This is what was meant when I was told that this is the most neoliberal JoJo. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just word salad. Um, should I try to explain the ability, or are we saving that for later? I mean, yeah, go for it. The way I understand it is, um, so it's kind of like to counter, basically to counter, uh, it's the opposite of Diavolo's ability, where for him, only the result matters. So it's, like, for gold experience, only the, like, events that lead up to it matter. So, like, whereas Diavolo can cut out everything and leave the end, for gold experience, it's, like, you never reach the end. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So that's the way I understand it. Right. And it's, it's almost, it's, you would almost call it a theme, but it's more of just a cool something, as we know. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, yeah. in, in Bruno's case, we saw that, like, you know, there, with Bruno, we saw, like, a really good death and, like, how it's, like, I'm happy... This is what I want to do. I want to go hang out with these babies in heaven and rip big mm-hmm. fat clouds of, mm-hmm. like, non-toxic vape. Because mm-hmm. he doesn't like drugs anymore. Um, yeah. But, like, but Diavolo, he's alive, but it's bad. You mm-hmm. know? And you hate it. Yeah. Cool something. Thanks, um, David. Cool something. Uh, so that's that one. Let's, let's do another one before we dip into the, the Patreon. Okay. And this um, is, yeah. like, well, I'm sure this is the whole fucking episode we'll be talking about it, but... I've been trained to, with final battles, especially ever since Dio's World, especially, um, 
they should have called this Dio Sun part one through four. Anyways, they, with they Dio, like it's big final battles. It's always you think the heroes are they have the momentum, and then it shifts to the bad guy, and then the episode ends, and then it shifts to the good guy, and then it shifts to the, like it keeps it keeps it's just like a four episode arc of like. Oh, Hayato's fucking dead. Just kidding. Mm-hmm. Actually, he figured out bites bites a dusto, and like mm-hmm. he keeps going back and forth. So with this, it's like okay, there's two more episodes. So how's Diavolo gonna get a, gonna get out of this one? And he just doesn't. <laughs> he, he just does the shit beat out of him for eternity, starting now. Which like it kicks ass. It again. I, sorry to go back to the show, but it it subverted my expectations in a satisfying way. Mm-hmm. Weird. And and you could get there by doing dumbass shit like saying my power is the truth of essence and then uh-huh. as long as it's like is satisfying <laughs> like you can do it also just some real like crunchy roll shit um so the next episode is golden wind requiem um mm-hmm. or gold ex- whatever um mm-hmm. and bruno is in the thumbnail which i was immediately thinking that it's probably nothing yeah don't worry about it uh so in the the midst of the huge beatdown that journal was doing to Bosu. We begin this episode with the flashback of Mr. talking about if you were to eat people, would they taste good or bad? We're just back at the restaurante with uh, Mr. and his friends in Arancha Fugo and Abakio. Uh-huh. And they're all having fun. And he's like, hey, if you wanted, to, if you ate human flesh, would you like the taste? Let me tell you. And everyone is just so sick of this shit. <laughs> he's having a great time, though. Uh-huh. And then, but, uh, like, do you want to do you want to talk about the the cool intro? Uh, is it, is this the one that was, it has, like, gold experiences power in it? Or yeah. Whatever? There's no... It's like all the Diablos turning around. Yeah, the blood drips in reverse, and there's, like, a new fucking solo as Requiem is created, and it kicks ass. And, like, it's oh, when, the, when they yeah. go, when they go, hell no, that's when, like, uh, gold experience Requiem, like, puts its hips out and, like, poses really cool. It's, it's so much attention to detail. Yeah. They gave us, like, five different... Traders requiems for yeah. no reason. They didn't have to do that. Did you see the? Did you see the Jorno did the Dio pose? I did see he did the Geo the the Dio. Um, he is like kind Italian of Geo if you think about it. He did the Italian hand. He like, did uh, do the Italian hand like Dio's famous Joseph Joestar <laughs> portrait, where he was just standing like that alone in his room. <laughs> and Joseph took it and gave it to to Giorno. Uh huh. Um. So, yeah, Mr. it's a flashback of Mr. talking about if you ate people, is it good or bad? And then we go back to the Coliseum, like a bird's eye view of the Coliseum, and you just hear... Dah, 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 dah. <laughs> it's pretty good. So you know it's coming. It's, it's the mood is some more of them. Yeah. Um, so Diablo gets the shit beat out of him, and Giorno says, You aren't going anywhere. In particular, you will never arrive at the truth. This is all of Giorno's dialogue for the rest of the show. Yeah. He, it's his first... He's He's lost without Bruno. He's trying out some new stuff. Um, so he, Diablo gets big punched and he flies into the river and Mista is all of us because he says, I don't know how, but you finally defeated him. Uh-huh. Uh, then they look yeah, over it is worth Yeah, pro- it is worth pointing out that, like, we've talked a lot about how, like, in stand battles, regular people can't see. At this point, with King Crimson versus Gold Experience Requiem, Mista is functionally just a regular guy. Yeah. Because, like, they're fighting <laughs> on the fucking moon and mm-hmm. they're, like, time traveling at each other. And they're becoming little bees and shit and throwing and scorpions like, at each I got, other. I got a gun. I got a six little boys and they're, they're hungry and they're <laughs> coming after you. Can I shoot one of my boys? Please? <laughs> um, but anyways, the fucking Diavolo goes into a sewer. Uh, did you notice that um, the epitaph thing? Like, he, mate, he had a hole in his head. Mate, you got a hole in your head? 
where Epitaph is, there's a point where it appears on Diablo, and for the rest of his time, like, in our world when he's alive... Actually, no, when he's constantly dying, there's, like, a hole where it used to be. Oh, that's good. So I guess Gold Experience destroyed King Crimson. I I would like to think that number five got the shot. Yeah, probably. He needs Um, it. So Diavolo's like, this is good, Sun Tzu, Art of War, hide in a sewer. And again, Dio would never say, I need to escape into the sewer for now. Never. (laughs) Never would Dio do that. Never even consider. He doesn't even know what a sewer is. Yeah. He doesn't Um, shit. But as we know, sewer sewers are where um, needle drug uh, users with jackets live. But it's a and cool they're... something, though, because Diavolo runs this organization that Bruno and Giorno learned are, like, drug trafficking and, like, putting more drugs on the street. So it's kind of, like, Diavolo's fault that this is happening to him. Oh, cool something. Cool something. And then the uh, guy is like, I am... I am scary and homeless and not look at my weird jacket. I have my own customs. Look at my crazy flaming barrel. And my knife. He does say come at me, you dickhead. Which is yeah, good to say. Yeah. And then Diablo's like, How can you say that to me, Diablo? But he just gets stabbed and dies. <laughs> um and then he wakes up on like a hospital bed and he has no nipples. Um Yeah, he's Kyle XY. And we're introduced to the best character next to uh, Mrs. Manini, who is Dr. Monica Utello. Uh-huh. Um, she's named for some reason. And she tells Oh, I didn't know like, if that was, like, a, a music band that I didn't know. Maybe it is. I don't know. It must. Maybe it's, like, a fashion designer or, like, something. I don't know. She's she's Monica from Mambo Number no. 5. Well, yes. <laughs> and, and what part of JoJo is this? Whoa! Oh! Ah! <laughs> Lubega! He predicted it. <laughs> Tequila. All right. So <laughs> Diavolo is completely pale and purple and on an autopsy table. And she's and he's like, hey, lady, this is fine. I'm alive. What are you talking about? This has nothing to do with my premonition-based stand or anything like that. Nothing magical is happening. I'm fine. And this is normal. So she says, well, I'm going to cut this guy open and look at his delicious liver. Mm-hmm. And she, she does it. And he's alive. And he says, ow, oof, it hurts. Um, but then he, he doesn't, he, luckily he doesn't die. He's safe. He goes to a city street at night and he's fine. He goes to city street and he said, he, he's on the floor and he says, I believe I was in a dream. And then (laughs) he does the funny hands. He does the funny hands. And then fucking Mr. Some Mr. Pericolo ass guy walks up and his dog starts barking at him. Mr. Manini walks up and he's like, Hey bud, are you okay? (laughs) Mr. Manini 100% appears in the next episode. And that's in my notes. I hope he does. It has to be Mr. Manini. It's 100%. Mrs. Manini's husband was definitely a florist. I don't want to hear it. (laughs) Um, and so this guy like spooks Diavolo and he falls forward into oncoming traffic and he thinks to himself, I couldn't possibly die in such a stupid manner. Yeah, I'm, Which, I would uh, need a genius true. way of dying. Uh, then we go back to, it, does he see like the little girl or is that later? That's that's later. This is where we go back to Trish and she's like, Jorna, we gotta find him. I can tell that he's alive. And Jorna's like, it's fine. <laughs> it's Jorna's fine. like, I don't, listen, I don't get it either, but um, he'll never arrive at the truth of his death. And, and even Mr. then, says, at this I don't point. Know what the, and Mr. says, I don't know what that means. And Jorna says, me neither. Yeah, but my soul said it, so uh-huh. ooh, I don't know enough about his power to argue. And even then, I was like, oh, Jorna's being stupid because he should realize that this isn't the end of the last episode yet. But he was right. He was right. Was it's like, over. <laughs> Because it's like all of it is Diavolo being like, I'm barely alive. Ah, I guess my and I, I like I thought the teleportation was like either it was either premonitions or it was just like some new awakening of like his bites the dust power. Mm-hmm. But no, he's but no, being, he's just, being owned. 
he's being owned forever and ever eternally. Um, so then Miss is like, okay, now that this is taken care of, let's go use your gold experience power to revive <laughs> my good friend and pal, Bruno Bucciarati. We're going He's to probably con- wondering what We're going to go to congratulate Bruno on being two days away from retirement, uh, from Team Bucciarati. We love him. So then Giorno says, fate is a sleeping slave, and we've set that slave free. And then Miss is like, alright man, let's go get Bruno. <laughs> yeah. Bruno's voice is talking out loud from the clouds, like, don't worry about it. Absolute victory. We crush shit. I live in the clouds now. Mm-hmm. And then, I oh yeah, it. and then Jorna looks up and there's the force ghosts of Bruno and some cop and Narancia, and it's nice. I, I was, I love to think about Narancia, especially when we go back to this flashback scene, which mm-hmm. is Mr. talking about eating people again. And he's, his, right. his thesis is that restaurants never serve animals that are carnivores. Um, mm-hmm. Fugo hates it. And did you see, like, they're all sitting around the table eating delicious-looking meals, except the rancher who looks like he's eating a plate of orange juice. Well, that's what <laughs> like, that's what Hiroko Araki thinks vegetarians eat. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he's like, like, humans... I love, I love entering uh-huh. an argument. Like, I, I would love walking into my classroom and hearing one of my students just say, cats are too disgusting to eat. Are we on the same page so far? Yeah. <laughs> And Narancha is like, sir, I will never eat a cat. Thank you very much. (laughs) But was it fucking Abakio who's like, I see, that's actually rather convincing. Yeah, that's where he... he, (laughs) It's just like, well, how do you like the opinion that I came up with? And Abakio's like, oh, it's pretty good. QED. I I like to think that this was like... I I know, like, now I know that it's, it's a flashback, but I like to think that it was... Mista getting to say one last thing to his dead friends, and he's like, <laughs> awesome, I'm gonna share my cool opinion about how people only eat herbivores. Like, we all gather at the gates of heaven, and Mista's like, guys, I've been thinking about this, I really need to run it by you real quick. Yeah. Okay, hold on. <laughs> like, Bruno's like, Giorno, you are ready to to run Passione, you are going to make the world better. And mm-hmm. Mista's like, sweet fish guts are delicious. Yeah. <laughs> you ever eat fish guts? <laughs> Um, anyway, Bruno walks in and he's like, hey, do you remember the Capo Popo? And everyone says, uh, no. So I say, okay, it's not important. Anyway, this old man's <laughs> gonna walk in and tell his story. It's not important. Jotaro's here and he wants to steal some of Jorno's skin. You don't know him yet. Yeah, you'll know him later. This is important for two weeks ago. Uh-huh. Anyway. Oh, this, yeah, this is, so yeah, it's eight days ago and it's so mm-hmm. good because like, Nar- like, yeah, they find out that Le- Leaky Eye Luca died for some reason and Narancha's like, I hated him. He sold drugs to kids. And fucking yeah. Br- Bruno's like, Narancha, you may feel that way deep inside, but don't actually say it. And yeah. later, which is Marge Simpson, very funny. And number uh-huh. two, later that same day, Bruno gets fully convinced to destroy the entire organization because he saw a kid get drugs. Yes. It was the yes. same thing, but Giorno told him instead of Narancha. He's like, well, this 15-year-old's probably smarter and knows what he's talking about, so I'm gonna... Yeah, I'm not gonna it. trust this 17-year-old. I'm gonna trust the 15-year-old. Um, anyway... Anyways, Bruno um, has a guest, and it's uh, a civilian who runs a flower shop in Monsanto Plaza. Monsanto Plaza, which I'm sure is real and exists. It's probably nothing. It's Mr. Manini. And, and he says, uh, please, uh, my daughter. And um, Bruno says, sad story, man, I'm not gonna do it. That's it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. The guy, he's like, I know you're you're in the mafia, so here, look at this. My big bag of money to go uh, give this guy the boots, medium style. 
and Bruno's like, oh, we don't do that. We're not assassins. Yeah, That's I, the assassination like, squad. Like, They're in the next restaurant over, yeah. so you want to... <laughs> uh, but Bucciarati, there's a guy with a really gross neck in there. Uh, yeah, it's a big neck, and he look like a pineapple, Bucciarati. My <laughs> wife, Mrs. Benini, she don't like it to look at. <laughs> he's looking like a pineapple. So yeah, he puts a fucking flashlight under his chin and he's like, for 60 years, I have been a model citizen and raised my children right. My only daughter was killed by a big falling rock by falling out of a seven-story window. But but first, Bruno's like, do you pay taxes? And he's like, yes, of course, every day in my life. And Bruno's like, get the fuck out of here. Bruno's like, we love our cops, our law enforcement. And sing along, Mr. Menini. Uh, and he's even like he's he's such a cool like he's such a cool friend because he, Mr. Menini's like can we please talk about this in private please Mr. Bucciarati please um, mm-hmm. and Bruno's like are you asking my friends to interrupt their meal yeah oh so <laughs> has to finish his plate of orange juice so you're asking all of them to leave and he's like oh no maybe we can talk in the back room no Naracha's enjoying his orange juice from a plate <laughs> who am I. He's a vegetarian, which means he also doesn't want to use plastic straws anymore. He's very mindful, so he just takes his juice on a plate. <laughs> he eats it with a spoon. Um, so he tells a story, like, oh, his daughter was dating this sculptor, and then, like, she mysteriously killed herself, and she was holding a big rock, and it doesn't mean anything. And uh, look into it and give the guy the boots, and I'll give you lots of money. This is, like, probably the first time in JoJo that, like, we've heard about, like, some backstory about, like, some like, shitty, abusive, evil boyfriend who, like, actually wasn't just Hirohiko Araki being like, I'm gonna write the worst character in the world. Uh-huh. Like, every yeah. other time it's just been like, like, this is the most evil person of all, like, I was immediately like, oh, cool, we're gonna see one more mission of, like, them going to kill an evil guy. And he's like, no, the guy's just like, have you ever heard of Michelangelo? Uh-huh. And that's it. Um, He's, so- he saw this, he saw the Statue of David and he, he's embarrassed to say it, but he got an erection. Yeah. <laughs> Try to keep that. Save that for the last episode. But yeah, she jumped. She jumped from the roof in the apartment complex, and there was a strange rock, and it's probably nothing. And immediately after we hear this, Mister gets up and he's like, "Hey, was this huge rock always here?" And it says, "Bad luck on it." And he goes to touch it, and the world's kill me like immediately appear on his own hands. Uh huh. And he's like, "Oh, that's probably bad, nothing." Bad luck rock is my favorite New Japan. Wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> it's, that's Speaking a- of, they talk about rocks a lot in this episode did you kind of pick up on the word the japanese word for rock they say a lot uh is it stone it's ishi now i did think that i heard ishi stone pitbull do you get it i do get it now it's good i thought that was because he's tough but he's literally named stone that's so good (laughs) it's good um, anyway, okay, that's, that's so, the rest. So, so yeah, they're like, uh, listen, we're uh, sir, uh, sir, Mr. Manini, I'm, we're not assassins, uh, but we can, I don't know, maybe uh, put him in the hospital for a couple of months, if that'll make you feel better, and then we'll only take the money when you're proven guilty. We will assassinate him if you open a flower shop in a, in a impoverished area for three <laughs> years after. <laughs> we promise that we will, anytime I'm at this restaurant, anything your wife needs, just tell her to come knock on the window, and we will yeah. happily... <laughs> Don't worry about it. Anyway, Bruno's like, oh, I'll go check it out. This is weird. Um, so he's like, hey, mister, have you been seeing lots of weird rocks? And he's like, nope, nothing 
no problem, boss. I'll uh-huh. go do it. And there's even, like, Bruno... So, like, they drive Mista partway, and Bruno's like, here's a picture of the boyfriend, and here's the big file and manila envelope that I have. He has purple hair, and his face is covered, so it's totally nothing. And I'm like... It's not a stand user. I'm like, oh, so it's this... His name is Diavolo, and this is, like, a backstory of Diavolo, and he was, like, the shitty boyfriend. But no, it's just another guy. It's it's Scolipi. It's He's Scolipi. Here. Um, and as, as they're driving, Mista keeps, like, seeing these weird rocks, and he's like, Fugo, remember this character, Fugo? He's like, pull over! And Fugo's like, what are you talking about? And Mista says, oh, sorry for saying something stupid, sorry for all the trouble. (laughs) Sorry for making everybody frustrated all the time. (laughs) Sorry for, and getting shot by my own bullets, what do you expect? Yeah. Um, anyway, they, they're like, okay, Mista, you go, like, investigate, remember to bring your tape recorder, don't forget it, goodbye. So he goes in. And then Bruno's like, I shouldn't get out of this car, but suddenly I just so happened to strangely remember the unique tale of stand users just so happening to randomly gather together in this town. I think I'll go take a look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Mr. goes in the building and he shoots a big rock. <laughs> he shoots a big rock. There's a purple man in the elevator and he's, uh, he's, he's peeks out and then the stone turns into Bruno. And we love to see it. And we love to see it. And at this point, here is my brain genius, uh, analysis i was like okay wow so i guess diavolo might really be dead at this point and also let me make sure i'm not watching the wrong episode for some reason okay cool i am watching the finale still um yep (laughs) huh it seems like there's a lot of there's a lot of stones that are showing up in this in this uh oceanside town there's a veritable ocean of stones this is this is stone ocean perhaps this might this might this might be sort of a preview of stone ocean but no it's not it's not um, that's that episode. Before we get into the last one, let's check in with the Patreon. Dot com slash post Game of Thrones. Where, uh, you can give us money, please. Mm-hmm. I need it for my, for my bills to live and food. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thank you. Um, at $1 a month, you get access to all our bonus content, which includes, uh, Words and Deeds that I do with Brooks. Uh, it's about Metal Gear. Yeah. Metal and- Gear! Carry Me Home, next episode dropping tomorrow, about the cable guy. You uh, love gonna it. Watch that, gonna watch that tonight, so we'll see how much. I, I mean, I know I will love it, it's just, like, wow. to a degree. A big JoJo Sunday followed by Carry Monday. What a great 48 hours for you. I know, it's it's been... I feel like Bruto, because I'm in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> um... At $5 a month, you'll get special shout-outs and episodes. You can send a message for us to read, and you pick albums for us to listen to and talk about for our other music podcast, Fun Point. Next episode, Janelle Monet, uh, mm. Dirty Computer. It's fucking good. I listened to it already. Yeah. It's really good, dude. <laughs> Thanks, Alec Clue French, for that one. Yeah, I, uh, this... I, I think it's only a okay computer. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, it's an okay computer, yeah. I haven't listened to it yet. I'm sure it's good. Uh, this week's special user is Patreon user Anna XB. Thank you. Thank you. Um, uh, and at $10 a month, you'll get all that plus special user status in the Discord, and we'll create a monster wrestler for you in Fire Pro. Breaking news. Uh, next Fire Pro Wrestling PGOT Championship event this Friday at 7 p.m. Uh, post going up on the Patreon later, but it's we're going to finish the tournament from last time, and the main event will be the winner of the tournament versus the villainous Dio Obama for the coveted PGOT title. Whew. So look forward. We're to that. really going to try to like try to fight fate on that one. I'm like I'm counter programming the G1. Uh-huh. I'm trying to 
make my own stake in wrestling. Oh, Kim sent uh, us a Jim Carrey interview on Twitter about Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh. Thanks, Kim. Uh, Jim Carrey as a cookie dough Sonic. Pl- <laughs> this, this, I can't try to decipher everything that's happening here. I know, it's hard to, I it's just... hard to run a podcast while Kim gives you like a, a brain riddle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're not going to trick me on this one. I'll, uh-huh. I'll look at it later. Um, patreon.com slash postgamerthrones. Thank you. Um, last episode of part five Vento Oreos, Golden Wind. Episode 39, The Sleeping Slave. Um, my first note is that Mr. sees this guy on an elevator and immediately fucking shoots him in the hand. Yeah. That's the Mr. We Know and Love. He knows that he's a sculptor. It's the one thing you can't replace. Mm-hmm. Um, so he just kind of, like, beats up on this guy for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, Sc- Scolipi's says, like, are you a cop? And Mr.'s like, no, but I'm gonna act like one and starts roughing him up. I'm going to act, yeah, he says, now that I know you're a stand user, there's no guarantee that I won't add another hole between your eye sockets. Yeah. Like, much like a cop would say. He puts the gun up to his temple, and it really made me sort of have to deal with the idea of, like, usually when Mr. shoots somebody, it's from, like, 60 yards away, so we get to see the little boys riding on their fun bullet. But, like, a little minion just slicing point blank through a skull is pretty rough. Just fucking blasting. It's me, number four! I'm number five! Yeah, the last thing you hear is just like, Like, it's it's immediate. (laughs) The last thing you hear before you die is, yeet! And then, (laughs) your life ends. Uh, this chamber empty, yeet. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so he's like, tell me now the ability of your stand. And this guy's like, I, dude, I don't know what a stand is. I'm just a magic sculptor and I call my terrible rock creations Rolling Stones. (laughs) You could also um, call it prophecy stones, I guess. You, you could call not. They figure whatever. It's the last one. Don't even try on this one. Don't even. Yeah. Yeah. Not traveling even like stones, it could be following no. stones. Like it could be. Like, Just say this is. I mean, they did come up with Zipper Man pretty early. Yeah, this on. is metaphor stones, and uh, they did kind of have six bullets. So. Well, they they sure did. You know, are you saying um, they're wrong? No. Count them. I, I like it. Yeah. Um. Anyway, the guy's like, oh, yeah, this is um, my ability that I make rocks, and it shows people how they die. But if you touch it, you die nice style. You get a good um, death. And actually, the um, the rock was following Mr. Bucciarati. Please, let me see Mr. Bucciarati. I need to see him to help him. And, and then Mr. just fucking shoots him again. <laughs> uh-huh. Also important to note that Mr. does give up all of his friends' names for no reason. Yeah. He's like, why were you following Bruno Bucciarati, who lives here and mm-hmm. goes to this ristorante? And Panacata Fugo and uh, Abacchio and Naranjo are all just there with Mr. Manini, whose daughter you killed. <laughs> I do like the idea of him just giving Fugo and Abacchio's name away. Yeah. But anyway, so no we, reason. we learned that The Rock was actually following Mr. Bucciarati. And, mm-hmm. um, Scolippi's like, please, his life depends on it. I have to see him. So, because if he touches it, it's a good death and he likes it. So then we know this is Jojo because Mr. is like, tell me immediately right now why you need to see Mr. Bucciarati. And then Scolippi says, uh, do you know about the Michelangelo said one time in the past? Mm-hmm. And we say, no. And he said, we're all slaves to fate. That's what Prophecy Stones does. Michelangelo said, this is the power of my stand, Philosophy Stones. Uh-huh. <laughs> It's, uh, it's my favorite Harry Potter book. Mm. <laughs> Harry Potter and the Rolling Stones. <laughs> cool. Um, 
So he tells uh, Mister that like the daughter saw her death in the stones and she touched it because she conveniently knew that she would get her father's stupid li- bone disease, liver disease that affects bone your leg bones. So she said, "I'm gonna die." So my father, so I'm gonna die by falling off of a huge building, but all my organs will stay completely intact because I have strong bones. And, and it's my the it's, can... it's the good death, so the stone protected. The, the... And then um, my, all my organs can go to my dad to fix his bonitis. Mm-hmm. Um, and anyways, that's exactly what Michelangelo set meant when he was like, yeah. "Yeah, there's this, there's this perfect sculpture inside a uh, marble, and I just got to find it." It's exactly the same thing. That's what Michelangelo said when he was making the sixteen chapels, and he said, "You need to learn about organ transplants." Yeah. So Scolipi's bleeding out, and he's like, "So yeah, if he touches the stone, he can die without stuff for suffering." And Miss is like, "Fine, if you want to get domed, here's three shots in this chamber. This is destiny. I'm going to kill you. I'm Guido Mista." But guess what? All three of them. Two of them, there's no bullets in the chamber. Yeah. And the third one, it's a misfire, and all the bullets blame number five. It's very... Mister, there was a misfire! The bullet was a dud! It's number five's responsibility! Number five's crying, and he's like, Ah, why me? He's like, Oh, why aren't you being mean to me? But I'm happy to appear in the last episode (laughs) of Golden Wind very much. Thank you, Mister. Scolipi, while this is happening, just like, it's destiny, baby. I'm sorry. You're not going to kill it's, me. It's destiny, baby. I was destined to see these six little orange-yellow perverts before I die. <laughs> we were all destined to see them. That's why we started this podcast. <laughs> so, Mr. gets out of the um, the elevator. They're after, in an elevator, After pistol-whipping the, the guy. Yeah. And he calls Fugo up on his Nokia phone, and he's like, uh, Fugo, what is going on? I'm dumb as hell. <laughs> um, and Fugo's like, I don't know, dude, you're in there. Go meet with Bruno. And he's like, what? Bruno? And then um, Mr. goes back into the elevator, he's like, now that I beat the brains out of your head, I'm starting to understand what you were talking about. <laughs> um, I thought about the philosophy of Michelangelo, and I'm starting to yeah. understand. I'm starting, you're starting to make, <laughs> I'm starting to see your opinion on this one. Uh-huh. Um, so then we find out that they didn't cross paths because Bruno just fucking walked up seven flights of stairs, the madman. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, That's the most unrealistic to, thing in this part. He had to get his steps in. Um, he doesn't even hate then, he doesn't even hate elevators yet. He hates them like four days later. Yeah. But then uh we get um the bullet sending a message to Bruno, so we get one last Yeah. Yeah. He used the fuck- stairs, Mister! We found him in the stairwell. Uh so we get a lot of like one. So like the pistols go up and they're like, uh, "Mr. Bucciarati, do not touch that stone." <laughs> so he, so the stones flying at him, and we get one less uh, sticky fingers. We get one. Yeah, more. and he goes, "No, Mr. Bucciarati, it's bad news if you touch you. <laughs> don't touch the rock. Um, pass the rock to me, Mr. Bucciarati. I'm going to take the open jumper." <laughs> um, so, uh. <laughs> Fuck, I, I'm getting, like, dizzy doing Sex Pistols voice. I don't know where I am in my notes. We're like, we, yeah, like, when Kim's out of the room, we get too carried away. <laughs> they do say it a lot. It's, like, it's so funny, because, like, they're, like, they, so they try, they try to stop Bruno, but Bruno's like, oh, that's, oh, Sex Pistols are here. Gonna go touch this rock. And they're yeah. like, I have a feeling we made things worse, number five. 
Um, okay, so here, I, I remember what happens. So, like, uh, Mr. takes the elevator back up and, like, fucking spears the rock. Well, Bruno zips out through the wall. And then Mr. spears the rock through the window. Yes. And is, like, falling to the ground. Um, it's pretty, so, he, like, the way that I read the scene, mm-hmm. and I hope that it's what Mr. David and Mr. Uh, Bucciarati and Mr. David Productions and Mr. Who's the other guy? Hirohiko Araki, that's the guy who made it. Mm-hmm. Um... It seems like Mister is like willing to sacrifice himself for Bruno. You know, yeah, he was about he was about he was about to die. Yeah, he was gonna like he Bruno. was like I'm gonna save. I must be loyal to my capo. Um, uh, and he but like, luckily Fugo caught him with his car. <laughs> yeah, so they fall seven stories, and yeah, it's the the rock breaks, which is good. And then Mister slams onto a car's roof because it's destiny that he didn't die. And then we find out that it's fucking Fugo's car, and it's very funny. Yeah. Um. And, and then, so, Mr. fucking crashes into the roof of this car. Fugo, like, does the It's Always Sunny scene when Charlie just drives the car into the wall or whatever. Uh-huh. And it, then they're looks, all just doing that. He looks like Danny DeVito crawling out of the couch when he crawls out he of the does, car. So, because, so, he catches Mr. with the top of his car, and he then he yells at Mr. for forgetting the recorder to record uh-huh. the conversations. And then Mr.'s like, oh, I'm fine. And he's walking towards the camera, towards where our view as Bruno is. And then you see Mr. in the background, I mean, Fugo, like, struggling to get out of the <laughs> car. It's Why really would you funny. help him? Um, anyway. Um, Mr.'s like, okay, here's what happened. This guy, he was saying shit, like, the daughter, she had a rock, and then Michelangelo was there, and Fugo's like, Mr., please, go in order and make sense. And Mr.'s like, I absolutely cannot do that. And it's like, if only Mr. had six friends, little guys, <laughs> yeah. who also experienced everything that he did and have experiences and personalities of their own to help him explain. But no. If only he had six other friends to help him do this. Six situation. eyewitnesses who saw more than he did. So Fugo's like, okay, is he a bad guy? And then Mr.'s like, I don't think so. And they're like, all right, let's get out of here. Yeah, but also like... I did hurt him enough to land him in the hospital for a couple months, and they weren't going to... Oh, like, good job. So it's kind of a decent ending for Mr. Menini also. Yeah, so then they just leave, and this guy, this fucking Scalipi guy, with his, all his bones are broken. He has, like, a hole in his he's head. He's dying in the elevator. And he's looking at them, he's like, their path will be filled with hardships, but they are sleeping slaves who will awaken to their fate. Uh-huh. <laughs> he says he's, like, bleeding out in the elevator. Their path will be difficult now, and the life and sacrifice and cool something, but their hardships will have meaning and giving hope. <laughs> cool something. And um, this is where I'm like, uh, so Mista's sort of thing about four never really came up again, huh? A what? I just thought his thing about being afraid of number four would, like, come in. I was waiting in this for them to go to, like, the fourth floor or something, and, like... Yeah, I was thinking, yeah, but... That's the fun thing with JoJo. You never know when something is, like, extremely plot-relevant or just a fun character trait. Yeah, who could forget when uh, Giorno Giovanna beat Leaky Luca by putting too much of a soul into him? Into a frog that he hit, and then he died. Yeah, and then it you came know? back, that was just and like a that's fun... how the purse came back, and Koichi is there. That was just a fun thing he tried once. Um, Wait, did... Or no, 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 I was thinking, I was thinking that Koichi ruined Fugo's car twice, but no, he just made, like, a taxi driver's car be very heavy. Yeah. Um, um, so, the, we go back to, to modern times one uh-huh. week later, and uh, 
Jorno's like, I got my arrow. Let's go. Let's go see Bucciarati being alive. I guess. Let's go see Bruno the alive Bucciarati. And Mister's like, wait a second. I saw this rock, and then Trish disappeared. And then we get like two whole minutes of being like, huh? Trish, Trish. And she's like, oh no, I fell into Coco Jumbo, and also uh, fucking. Trish is like, I'm here. I'm the big scary stone. Just kidding. It's me. I'm a turtle, and I have Trish's inside and inside my back house. Remember Polnareff? He's a fucking ghost. And he's gonna live here as a ghost. He lives in the key. Like, I don't... Is he control... He's like fucking... Miss, so, Coco... Which is this turtle? The turtle is Coco Jumbo. Coco... Miss, uh, Polnareff is Coco controlling Large. Coco Jumbo like he's a fucking mech, and he's riding inside of him. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a kaiju. And he's like, I'll just wait here for a bit. Anyway, um... I will say... Mm-hmm. We've been down on Mr. Polnareff for quite some time for valid reasons, and we're right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He did have a genuinely funny line when he comes out as the turtle, and he's like, wait, if you leave me behind, I don't know how many days it will take me to get to the Coliseum. That's because he's a turtle. Very funny. You, I, uh, you cut out for your funny joke. <clears throat> I cut out for a fun- Huh? I'm sure our viewers will appreciate it. Yeah. Just it believe was, me, it, it was funny. I have another funny joke for you. Okay, hit me with it. Okay, so this one, let me know if you don't hear it. It's really funny. Oh. Okay. Okay, I wrote this one last night. Um, okay. So did you know that... Uh, okay, so Polnareff, Jean-Pierre Polnareff, his I, first... These are my favorite types of your jokes when it's a setup like that. Like, yeah, okay, here we go. Everything has a setup and a payoff in comedy, the rule of threes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Polnareff's, as we know, his first manga appearance, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Stardust Crusaders. Mm-hmm. His last manga appearance, Ghost in the Shell. Ah! Yeah, because he's a ghost and he lives in the turtle shell. So that was, I came up with that at like one o'clock last night and I immediately became the sweatiest person alive as I was like, please nobody tweet that out. I need to put that joke out there. Great job. Fantastic. For some reason, I didn't see anybody else make it. But anyways, for some reason. So John Pierre Polnareff's like, well, my body's dead, but my soul got sucked out through my turt. So I'm able to hang out for a while. I can't leave the key in here. but through my turt. She sucked me through my turt. I decided to live here for a while as a ghost. And everybody's like, awesome. Cool. Awesome, dude. Anyway. Bruno's dead, but awesome. Cool. Mister, you still smell like shit, but like, we're friends now. Ha ha ha. You got gross ass fingers. You got Fred Flintstone ass looking fingers, motherfucker. Broke boy. Broke boy. I, it's cute though. He's like, like it's, it's. Uh, I thought they were gonna do like kind of a not so good, um, like romantic thing where it's like Trish is like, oh, Mrs. Like, I know that I smell like shit, so I'm gonna start using cologne. And Trish is like, actually, your, your smell doesn't bother me anymore. But then they're they laugh friends. and they're they're best friends. They're best friends. Yeah, that's nice. Um, and then Polnareff's like, those who survive must keep moving forward. Please keep the arrow in here with me, Polnareff. I won't do anything bad with it. Yeah. Um. So then we, I think first we go to like the credits. And did you notice the Bruno stone at the bottom? Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. At the end when it shows all the, and then Gold Experience Requiem is at the top, but it's also Requiem now. So many mm-hmm. David details that yeah, uh, delicious. And yeah, they're, um, they're like, the all right, let's scene. let's go look at uh, let's go look at Bruno's alive body and say hello to him, and that's it. Yeah, they do that off camera. Yeah, because then we have Jorno become Bosu. And you can right. tell he's the boss because he's wearing a black suit. It's the same exact outfit, but it's black now. Mm-hmm. And then Mr. Looks opens amazing. the window. And you see uh, Polnareff is also there. So Polnareff is a turtle member. Uh, 
please, b- you, before you you can even speak to me, the boss, you must speak to my uh, consigliere. And yeah. it's a fucking turtle with a ghost coming out of it. What do you want on this, the day of Coco Chumbo's wedding? The day of, <laughs> the day of my turtle's wedding. Come <laughs> to me and not even speak to the ghost. I understand, he's not a very likable ghost. Uh, and we literally, anyway, we see the fucking kiss from the intro, and then we see the fucking windows from the intro, and uh-huh. yeah, it's it's all exactly it's all the fucking same. Fools, it was, hey, it was fate. It was fate. And I gotta, I gotta say, I really liked this ending. I liked it a lot. I liked it, I said before, like, I liked that it wasn't a four-episode momentum ship fight. I liked that it was, like, a sort of slice-of-life note. And it left to the imagination that, like, they're going to have to cope over Bruno. They're going to have to go back for Narancia's body and bury it, because they promise that they're going to do that. Kind of whack that we didn't, that we saw the surviving characters of Boss Giorno, um, Mista, mm-hmm. Coco Jumbo, Polnareff, but no Trish. But I'm sure she's in the other room. Trish is fine. She's not in the mob. She She's she's going to Bruno's uh, school. Right, living in his villa. The Bruno Butcherati Memorial Academy. What if instead of, so at the beginning of the series, Giorno says, Bon Giorno, but now he mm. is Don Giorno, Mob Don. Oh, yeah! Thank you. Great stuff this episode, Brooks. Thank you. See, that, that, I feel like this break really recharged you. Yeah. Um, let me, here's another one. Um, so, okay, okay so, uh, Giorno, consider this, Eddie. So Giorno has sort of like a healing stand, and he's like the boss of the mob now, so he has like a lot of power. He's like the the leader. And also with what happened to his beloved father, who we know that he knows and loves. Uh-huh. His first act as Don might be uh, building the Dio Brando Surgical Reconstruction Center. I was gonna say the fucking Bruno Bucciarati Surgical Reconstruction <laughs> From when he was on the train? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Hey, same hat. Same hat. It's just very funny that a 15-year-old is the mob boss now. It is. We opened with seeing him being, like, hounded by girls on the street. Like, he's a famous, like, heartthrob. And it probably won't have any impact on him being the secret mob don now. In JoJo chat, it was so fucking funny. Uh, He got Discord, friend the show, Breakfast. Uh says, what is Giorno's new test to join Passione? And then he gives you a sheet of double-digit multiplication problems, and you can join if you get all of them wrong. (laughs) So good. Yeah, that's way better Uh, than Pulpo's test. That's uh, part five. Now we gotta do the hard part. Uh Uh-huh. Where do you rank it overall? Right. I've been, uh... I definitely liked it better than reading it. But that's yeah. because I kind of had oh, I, a I, bit more I, of an idea. I don't think I would have liked reading this, especially with all the Requiem and body changing shit. Like, uh-huh. it would have been so hard to follow. Yeah. So, um, so of the five parts, bottom, as we know, number three, get out of here. Mm-hmm. Second, uh, second from the bottom, number one, Phantom Blood. Mm-hmm. Good stuff, mm-hmm. but you know, it's, it's uh, conventional. Mm-hmm. And this is where I start to diverge between which one I think is the best and which one I think is my favorite. You know? Uh-huh. Yeah. That's the hard part. So, where... Okay, where are you putting number five? I don't want to go first. It's... I think it's third overall. Okay, cool. Me too. So, I think mine is starting from the best. It goes four, two, five, 
one three. Okay, that's how that's how mine is. Number four is like I think number four is the best arc, and also it's oh. my favorite. Okay. I think I think that number five is like I think that uh, Golden Wind is probably better than Battle Tendency. I'd have to go back and rewatch it. But, but I just, it, I just fucking love, a, I love Battle Tendency. Yeah, it just holds a very special place in my, I won, so I got the new, um, Fire Emblem game, which is good and everyone likes Fire Emblem. Yeah. And one of the characters, I was like, let me see who, if, if funny anime people I know do the voices for the Japanese ver- Japanese voice acting, and Whamu plays your father. Pretty so I was like, good. okay, I'm playing in Japanese. But then when they say things in battle, like, you only have subtitles for, like, conversations. So they're, like, yelling things in battle, and I'm like, I don't understand this. I have to go uh-huh. back to English. I'm so sorry, Wamu. Good. Uh, um, some so, f- oh, more funny video game voice acting. This is English, though. Okay. I finished uh, Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers. Great Congrats. expansion. The main story. Um, um, important side character who narrates many scenes is voiced by Gendry Game of Thrones. Gendry Game of Thrones? Joe Dempsey. Joe Dempsey. He's in it. Um, also, a... Uh, 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 Previously important plot character, now kind of like a side character. Um, I I hear this guy talking, and I'm like, why does this guy sound familiar? Like, I don't know this voice actor right. name. Let me look up this person. Um, Reese Bolton. He's yeah. a Final Fantasy. Good yeah. for him. Good for him. So anyway, so, that's a voice acting minute. As we are sort of wrapping up on part five, uh-huh. you're so so we're both um, English geniuses, story novel uh, kings. Mm-hmm. Why was Fugo in this? Uh, I think it's, like, I think everyone jokes about, I think Araki usually gets, like, and uh, he's like, okay, here's, like, the pals I want there to be. And then he's like, here's what they're gonna be, and here's what they're gonna do. And then, rather than, what's the two, like, phrases that our friend George uses? Gardener and Architect? Yeah, I, I feel like... He is a gardener that every once in a while his his there's it gets like infested with vines and like poison ivy and he's like yeah. oh shit I gotta trim this down yeah yeah sometimes he's like oh I'm gonna water my delicious time travel Josuke pl- uh, plant and then like, oh he no wakes it up died. in the middle of the, like oh shit I forgot to wa- water my time travel plot ah oh, shit oh, I gotta shit. get rid of it now it's All just right. so funny to me that we never got Dark Fugo because to me that's such an obvious storytelling decision for this part. Like, if the boss was like, oh, Fugo, you're still loyal to me, prove it by, like, killing Naracha. <laughs> like, because, mm-hmm. you know, love versus duty themes and all that. But I mm. I gotta respect the man for just adding shit for no reason. <laughs> yeah. He, he he does it. That's his thing. My best theory is that, um, so they had a group of, uh, of four people in it, and then Mista joined so that it could be a group of five, not four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if, if Fugo right. wasn't there, it would have been a group of four people under Bruno, and he wouldn't have liked that can't very have much that. at all. Yeah, can't have that. And you gotta have Mista in it. You gotta have Mista in it. Mm-hmm. Get some Mista in the mix. Yeah. Anyways, um, I'm this Crunchyroll comment that says, Worst final fight of the series. Was really looking forward to more action with Gold Experience slash Crimson, only to have a flashback shoved in our face that no one asked for. One punch rush and that's it? Wow. I'm I'm the Crunchyroll commenter. I think that action scenes mean you have more punching in them. He are you already got the fucking thirty second one. 
I didn't have enough punching for my taste. I could have done with some more punching. Also, Stone Ocean is my least favorite part for no particular reason. Yeah, I have heard a lot of people. A lot of people seem very excited for part seven and not very excited for part six. And it just seems. I don't. It's weird how it might be the girl JoJo one. I don't. I mean, there. I don't see. Yeah, weird that that would happen. It must be just a coincidence. Yeah, but people also think that part three is the best part. So, like, what does anybody know except for us? Exactly, you and me. Yeah, and our and our patrons. Yeah. Everyone who thinks part three is the best part thinks Game of Thrones television is a good show. That's and everyone fa- that's facts. And everyone who thinks um, Stone Ocean is good is like um, A Feast for Crows is your favorite of the yeah. series. Literally, as soon as I hear any, like literally, I think I would like Phantom Blood less if people didn't say to skip it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm so contrarian in that way. So, um, before, hey, did you also, we did, we did the part rankings. Mm-hmm. Did you do theme rankings where would you put traders requiem and fighting gold oh i thought you meant themes in like storytelling and i was like yeah do you you like love versus duty do you like fate uh i i don't i don't know there's it's like because there's a lot of themes i'm not ranking all of them but it's like mid to high Mm -hmm. it really grew on me i i totally forgot fighting gold exists so. I'm really bummed that I don't like Fighting Gold as much as I thought. To I me, would. if I'm doing a tier list, Fighting Gold is mid to low, mm-hmm. and uh, Trader's Requiem is like mid to high. So kind of yeah, I'm not exactly top, but it's good. To me, the un the un unfuckwithable ones are still Crazy Noisy Bizarre Town, Bloody Stream, and Great Days. Cannot fuck yeah. with those. So no Cheeto yeah, Sodome no is like right there. It's like I- right under them. I've been I've been agonizing all day over whether or not to put Traders Requiem on, above it. I've been listening to them I, back I and can't. forth. It's Listen so hard. Listen to them back to back. I can't. The last Joe, the my biggest JoJo ever. Always. Yeah, it's just real close. And under that is Fighting Gold. Under that is uh, Sonochino Kyoku. And then uh, in the shit tier is Chase and Stand Proud. Okay. Yeah, I'll agree with you. Thanks. Um, I'm I'm beginning to see your opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of your opinions, let's get into question. Yeah. Uh, yada yada boys uh, dot com or no yada dash yada dash boys dot com yada yada boys at gmail dot com. First question this week comes from Tumblr user Doctor Bowles Dandy who asked, "Is Gold Experience a room? Gold Experience Requiem came out of it." Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's like a like when it, when a caterpillar goes into a chrysalis or a cocoon, a biology tumbler do not interact. Mm-hmm. It's literally inside. Perfect. Done. Thank you. Uh, Next comes from Tumblr user Deer King, who asked, Okay, so one time Brooks mentioned vinegar as a natural nail-biting remedy, and that got me thinking. Kira only bit his nails when he was very anxious, right? Mm -hmm. And the freckled pink boy of Dapio's full name is Vinegar Dapio. Of course. And he exists as a way to protect Bosu and compartmentalize his anxiety. So Mm. the only time we've seen Boss get anxious is after Dapio is gone. So what if the boss was actually using vinegar to keep himself from biting his nails this whole time? <laughs> That's true, because whenever he was on the phone, he was always a little bit less anxious than Dapio. Dapio was like, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, always like, Dapio, Dapio. And now he's like, I'm going to hide in the trash. I mean, happy weed minute. I'm going to hide in the trash. Um, next, <laughs> next question comes in from Tumblr user friend of the show, Yada Yada Boys. Oh, yeah? 
Yes, great username. Good stuff. Um, this one says, do you think Mista has Car's hair under his hat? Oh. We never see him with his hat off. That's true. I, he's, I mean. I always, I, my, um, hair canon for him is that he's bald. But, he, but he's, he's like, does he have, like, the hair on the side of the head? Like, no, he's he shaves top? it. He shaves it bald. Okay. I, now so he could I, store his, so he could easily access his bullets more Right, quickly. you can so fit more like bullets in out. there. I'm, yeah. you know, I'm thinking about the Sex Pistols giving him a haircut and shaving him by shooting very close bullets over his scalp, and this, I'm liking this it. This S also includes, could you please do the Sex Pistols voice one last time for me? I burst out in laughter every time I hear it, whether I'm on the tube, London subway, ah. parentheses, tube, tube, parentheses, London Mind subway. Mind the gap, mister! Mind the gap, please! Oh, God save the queen! You know, mister! Mister, I'm in Trafalgar Square! <laughs> Mister, let let kick out a few of the bullets so we can do the famous Beatles album recreation as we cross Abbey Road. <laughs> Mister, we cannot go to Abbey Road. There are four Beatles. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm heading straight. We can't let it right now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, it says thank you for this amazing podcast. Yeah, I can't wait good. for five grams of iron. Thank Five Grams of Iron announcement coming up after a question. Stay tuned. Mista, <laughs> um, I just read Catcher in the Rye! Mista, you're not going to believe this shit! Um, friend of the show, Winter's House, asked a question. Oh. From, a, from a left perspective, is it morally permissible to evict Polnareff's soul from the noble corpse of Coco Jumbo? Right, because... I mean... We don't want to be landlords. Squatter's rights. <laughs> And he does squat by pooping a lot. He does. I'm not going to be a fucking landlord. I mean, it's... I Is it disrespectful? Yes. Yeah. But I don't... I'm not, I don't think I'm going to get involved in this one. Right. It's... And since it's sort of... The jury's sort of out on whether Coco Jumbo is alive or just being operated like a mech... Yeah, um, we, we, we're still not... Not totally... We need to get Jotaro back here to, like, do a fucking... Uh, kind of related this would easily solve the last ass this one comes from anonymous so i don't know why i would love to have my name tied to this one <laughs> it says can't believe polnareff didn't die yet again what is the point <laughs> yeah i guess no part three characters have died since part three huh because polnareff's yeah. still alive jotaro's still alive joseph haven't heard anything still alive thank you he's still alive yeah well he did say he's like i'm gonna remain a ghost for a little while yeah. Uh, we don't know if that means that he's like, okay, I'm going to the afterlife. or because like, he knows I'm he's going find, to hell. Or if I'm going to find, like, another, like, mech to inhabit. We right. He's Veramir Six Skins. Yeah. Uh, next question comes in from Tumblr user Literal Darling, who asked, Which JoJo character would you most like to eat? This is not a Vorthin. Oh, no. Here's if my... I'm go- if go I'm ahead. going by names, it's got to be Prosciutto. Yeah... I love those cured meats. I'm just like all the Sex Pistols. I let me hit you. With, let me hit you with this though. Mm-hmm. We learned a great opinion from Mr. Guido Mista in this episode yeah. that eating things that eat meat is usually disgusting. So, I'm which JoJo character is the, is the least likely? 
He would be delicious, but no, it's a respect thing. I wouldn't do that uh-huh. to him. Yeah. Uh-huh. We do know that Narancia d- mostly eats orange juice and doesn't eat very much meat. Mm-hmm. But I don't want... If, if Is the implication that if you eat somebody, they die, probably? I'm, I'm, well, it's not a vor thing, so I'm, I'm thinking... Right, it's like, not a uh, vor thing. Uh, like if you meal. just want to put somebody inside the room of your body. If you want to put cockyoing stinky egg in your mouth and leave it there <laughs> i'm not here that's to not a yeah it's not a vor thing since this is not a vor thing i'm guessing you like enjoy them with a fork and a knife okay because like yeah you don't want to eat caesar because he's going to taste like soap he's made of cilantro uh-huh um i don't i don't know if, if you jojo characters Dio, look tasty if you eat dio do you become a vampire i think Does that's how like that works that? It's, it was nice of uh, Vanilla Ice to already chop himself up into pieces. Yeah. That's... He already carved himself a little bit. Uh-huh. I would eat Pet Shop. Yeah, let's go for Pet Shop. Yeah, I'd eat Pet Shop. I would... I oh, would I would eat... eat Iggy. Oh, my God. Because he yeah. only eats coffee gum. Yeah, true. I was just going to say I was going to eat the N64 cartridge of Oh, That's a Baseball. Yeah. So... <laughs> Not a war thing. I just want to eat it. Um, last question, this episode comes in from Tumblr user Silvery Air, who asked, Are you guys thinking about doing any episodes about the side JoJo content in the wait for part six, like Purple Haze feedback or the Rohan stories? Anyway, big fan of the show. I cannot stay saying it's funny any deadpan to my friend's bad jokes. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, maybe we do have our next project that we're gonna mm-hmm. kind of fill in that JoJo slot with, but maybe if it's like two years and fucking there's still no Stone Ocean, maybe we'll... yeah. Yeah, because it's think, not like confirmed, but it's not totally out of the question. Yeah, like our next project, I think, is going to take like a little over a year, mm-hmm. and then like I don't know if they're if they're like fucking Stone Ocean in three months, then we can probably just stick it out. But if it's yeah, if it's Winds of Winter and we just haven't heard anything, uh uh-huh. it would be very funny if the next full episode of Yada Yada Boys, I'm a fucking doctor. That's 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 <laughs> you're the- a doctor, and we've read the Winds of Winter. Oh my god. That's yeah, a possibility, dude. dude. Please show me this in your stone, Scolipi. Show yeah. me reading The Winds of Winter. Thank you, Scolipi. Um, so that's that's questions. Um, speaking of our next project, uh, as we mentioned on other, probably this one, podcast before, it's going to be called Five Grams of Iron, and it's a Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood rewatch. And or just, or just gonna, watch. Or just watch if you haven't done it. Um, and we're gonna, it's gonna fill into your current, uh, Pigot Family podcast schedule, where it's gonna be every two weeks, alternating with Fun Point. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna take this coming weekend off, and then the first episode of Five Grams of Iron is, if you're listening to this in, when it comes out, um, August 17th. So that's when we're gonna start that one. Um, look forward to that. It's, it's a All good right. show. You should watch it if you haven't. It's probably my favorite anime. So, yeah, yeah it's really good. Um, well, thank you, Jorno. Thank you. Thank you Mr. Hey, thank you, speaking Pistols. of thank you, Jorno, where do you rank Jorno in the JoJo's that we've seen so far? I feel like I don't, I still don't really know Jorno. Yeah, that's my, I, I don't, I was like watch, especially in like the last couple of episodes where like he lets his hair down and it, I've, you know, actually I, I take that back. I've, I've fully come around on his hair. I know when we were doing mm. Diamond is Unbreakable, I was like, I don't want to look at the nasty whole kid's hair. Uh-huh. Um... I like it. It's good to uh-huh. me. And it looks better when it's down. But, yeah, I also... I know Bruno much better. I know Mista better than I know Giorno. 
Which yeah. is why, of course, he's 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 before Jotaro, but you know, I know his Jonathan. His main trait is that he's Dio's son, and it never comes up other than him doing the Dio Italian pose. So he did do the Dio Italian pose. I I, I feel like all the other JoJo's, I could have like at least a few traits about them, other than like is a good guy and wants to do like what's right, except for Jotaro, who's an asshole. But like, yeah, I'm not putting Jotaro above Jorno. No, no fucking yeah. chance. I don't know. Jorno's like mid tier, I guess. I'm putting a. Uh, the the three the three lads ahead of him but not by much mm-hmm. yeah oh thank you uh go- golden wind golden uh, thank you sex pistols thank you mrs thank you, and mrs pistols. manini thank you Bosu for everything um thank uh, you uh fucking uh sorbet and gelato i can't think of any other thank you sale and your weird fucking thank you sale sale thank you um thank you notorious chase thank you no- thank you carne um, thank you, Mr. Pericolo, and um, Liki Iluka, and Koichi, and Jotaro. Um, who are all in this part. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, oh, and uh, Yukako. Uh-huh. She was in it. And uh, Joseph, who's retired and alive. Mm-hmm. Um, that's everyone. And Stay that's everyone. tuned uh, to this feed for episodes of Five Grams of Iron, and we'll, if not, please listen to it. I'm sure it'll be yeah. good. But we'll... Keep this going with Stone Ocean whenever it comes yeah, out. Yeah, well, and then we'll we'll stop doing Italian voice and we'll start doing Florida voice. From what I understand, yeah, I bet I'm saving that one. Yeah, you're gonna like it. I bet it's gonna, it's yeah. gonna hurt my feelings. I can't wait. Oh, I just realized I have to do the gimmick of um, instead of like the goofy intro, I always do like a cool one for the last episode. Oh yeah. So I think I'm gonna get, um, you probably heard this already, I'll, I'll get, like, Andrea Bocelli singing the Pizza Pasta Oh, okay. I'm gonna pay David Hayter to sing the Pizza Pasta song. I, 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 I'll get, um, see, that's the thing, if I had more time, I would've paid David Hayter to actually sing Pizza Pasta, put it in a box. Uh-huh. I think in this case, I'll just have to get Andrea Bocelli singing Ridiculous from the Yeah. And I mean, we can always get David Hayter to do that later. Yeah, yeah. We'll save up for it. Uh-huh. We'll get him to sing the full middle of his theme song. Yeah. We'll get Miltos in the mix. Get Miltos in the mix. Thank you. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye. Thank you. I pray for someone